Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And if you're an OG listener, y'all already know the vibes. Okay, hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, what's poppin', what's good? Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Daily. My loves, this episode has been in the works for a minute now. I feel like I've talked to y'all about this episode on Instagram for like literally maybe like two or three months. And today, today, we are finally getting to it. You already know what it's about if you read the title, which hopefully you read the title, but maybe, I don't know, maybe you just be tuning in, you'll be reading the titles and you'd be liking to get surprised or whatever. We are talking about the commodification of spirituality. And I have a lot to say, and I won't even lie, I feel like I have some, maybe they're controversial things. I don't know. I feel like anytime you're sharing about things that could be a little bit like taboo, AKA you're talking about sex, you're talking about money, you're talking about the things that can make people a little bit uncomfortable. You're talking about, we get into appropriation in this episode. I think that you can be stepping into some controversial topics, okay? Or some topics that we may all have different opinions on, but I have some receipts. Okay, y'all, we know these episodes. I got some receipts. They will be linked below in the sources section, but we're gonna get into that. But before we do, y'all, I want to chat a little bit about a post that I had up on Instagram yesterday. So I shared a little bit about my singleness frustration on Instagram yesterday. And I think that I've talked about this sometimes, um, you know, a couple episodes here. They all like pop it in on Instagram. I'll pop it in. And I won't even lie. There's sometimes a little bit of shame involved with this because I don't like talking about this particular struggle too much because I feel like I'm harping on something that I don't have a viable solution for. Yes, I'm on the dating apps. Yes, I go out on dates. Yes, I'm putting myself out there. And yes, I understand that in doing so, I am taking like the appropriate steps or like, you know, whatever the steps are to find my person. But I also understand that like whenever we're talking about manifestation, whenever we're talking about blessings, whatever, like however you, you know, you talk about it, the things that you're praying for, the things that you're asking the universe, God to bless you with, that it's not on your timing. And I think that for me, I was going through a period yesterday where I just got really, really frustrated. I'm someone that likes to bottle up a lot of what I'm feeling when, like I said, I don't have a viable solution for it because I don't like to complain about things if I'm not gonna do something to change it. I'm that type of person that if my friend comes to me and they're like, okay, I have this issue, like I automatically go into solution mode. And I've had to, in many ways, unlearn that, right? And unlearn, sometimes when people come to you, they're not necessarily looking for a solution. Sometimes it is to vent, sometimes it is to have someone to listen to and sometimes when you go into solution mode automatically it could be dismissing your friends or your family's feelings if they simply just want to vent but at the same time I'm also the type of person where if you continuously come to me to vent about the same issue I'm going to ask you do you want to just complain or do you want a solution do you want us to talk about how we can take the steps to actively work towards changing this reality for you 
Or do you want to sit in this reality and accept a victim mindset? And so when I talk about dating and when I talk about my frustrations often, especially on the podcast, I, I've become a little bit self-conscious in a way because I feel like I'm harping on an issue. I'm complaining about something. And then I sit in that and then I'm like, okay, well, Deandra, what are the solutions, right? I go into fixing mode, solution-oriented mindset, uh, type A planner mode. And I'm like, okay, well, if you want to be in a relationship, you should be going on dates. Are you doing that? Yes. If you want to be in a relationship, you should be putting yourself out there. Are you doing that? Yes, I'm on the apps. Like I said, I don't, or like I said in the last episode where I talked about dating apps and some of the issues with dating apps. And if you haven't listened to that one, I highly recommend it's a research episode. I'm dropping uh, lots of research in there and it's all really interesting research as well. But when it comes to the apps, like they have their shortcomings, but I'm on there. I'm putting myself out there because I don't necessarily, you know, do some of the other things that people do to meet people, I guess. Like I do go to the gym. I mean, people meet people randomly. And I think that's the other thing is that you could be doing all the things. You could be putting yourself out there, baby girl, baby boy. And you could be doing all the things, but if it's not your time, it's not your time. And I also wanted to talk about this because when I posted on Instagram yesterday, um, it was actually a post that Tolu shared with me that she'd seen from, um, I think it's a therapist. I believe he's a sex therapist or um, actually I think the pron- or the person's pronouns might be they, them, I can't remember. But either way, this post was really interesting because I felt like it accurately described singledom or singleness, singlehood, singlehood, I believe the word is. Because the post talked about how when you're single, a lot of times you'll get this uh, advice from friends and family where it's like, you'll find the right person soon or either that or when you're really looking, when you're really putting effort into looking, they tell you, don't do not do that. Like the person comes along when you don't look, which I also think is bad advice because if you want something in this world, I do believe that taking inspired action is necessary. Yes, there is such a thing as taking action from a place of desperation where you're pushing, but I also believe if you truly are manifesting something, there's always action that you can take that's inspired action and to take that inspired action doesn't necessarily mean that you are pushing that thing away from you i also like that this post talked about the struggle of being single and feeling alone in that process right having to come to terms with loneliness and feeling lonely but also having to come to terms with feeling that and feeling like you're alone in that process literally i'm at an age and i've talked about this before but i'm at that age where pretty much the majority of my friends are in serious relationships. They're either married. I have friends who are pregnant, friends who are on their second child now. And to be the person in the group that isn't experiencing that, I can often feel as if I'm left out of conversations or left out of experiences that I can't connect with my friends on. When they're talking about pregnancy symptoms, when they're talking about planning a wedding, when they're talking about this, like, yes, I'm there to support them as a friend because yes, I want to be there. I want to experience that with you. I want to be someone that you can call and that you can talk to and that you can you know tell me all the things that you're going through because I'm happy for you but at the same time I feel in many ways left out because it's kind of like I can't relate this isn't relatable for me it's not relatable content and I think that is the hard thing because obviously we're all going through different experiences and at any point in time in your life you're gonna have a moment where you don't relate to your friend or your family or whoever because they're going through something that you're not going through or vice versa but it's always kind of something where 
it's, it's still gonna be hard. Like it's the reality of the situation, but it's still gonna be hard. I want you to know that if you are in a similar position as me, right? Maybe this has to do with you being single, experiencing singlehood right now, and you wanna be in a relationship. I want you to know that being single is not a punishment for your lack of self-love. I am so tired of seeing that discourse out there. It is old, it's tired, we need to give it up. It is very problematic, right? Because it teaches people or trying to tell people that if you are single, you need to focus on yourself. You need to love yourself more. You need to give yourself more of this and do that because that's why you're single. You're single because you haven't done the work. And that's a fucking lie because, and excuse my language because this gets me so riled up, okay? This gets me really upset because I don't believe that if you are single, it has to do with you not doing the work. You can be the most you know, the person who's done the most work, the person who loves themselves so much, and you can be going through that, you know, this period, this chapter of your life because because that's the chapter that you're going through, because that's the timing, because your person isn't ready, because it's not time for you to meet that person. So I think we do need to give up that language and that discourse of like, okay, you know, you are single because you don't love yourself enough. You need to do that. You need to do that work. And it's tired, it's old, I'm, I'm over it, I'm overhearing it. I also want you to know that if you're introverted like myself, if you don't go out to bars, if you don't want to use the apps even, if you are just really in a place where you're getting to know yourself and nurture yourself as an introvert and you're learning how you like to connect with people, if you're tired and if you're lonely, I want you to also know that it is okay that you're introverted. It's okay that you don't use the apps. Like you can still meet someone without some of those more like what are now becoming the traditional ways, right? You know, I think the apps are becoming more traditional in our modern society as a way of meeting people. But if that doesn't work for you, if you want to meet someone in real life, like that can happen for you as well. If you're craving that romantic connection, it can happen for you as well. I don't want you or me, because I've, I had to have this conversation with myself yesterday and a friend, right? But I don't want you to give up on hope on something that you desire so much because I know it can happen for you and I know it can happen for me as well. I personally am navigating this the best that I can. I'm trying not to accept breadcrumbs of attention from people that I'm interested in, but maybe they're not as interested in me as I want them to be. I'm trying to build friendships and connections that are not based in romance, that are platonic, that serve to nurture my community. I am trying to have fun and enjoy the single years as much as I can but I need you guys to understand and I don't know why I'm saying this as if you don't understand I'm sure you do understand but I want you to understand that you can be trying to accept and trying to enjoy your singlehood your single years the years where you don't have your specific manifestation that you're calling in but at the same time I'm human I'm human I get lonely I wonder if I'll be alone forever when I see everyone else finding their person entering these relationships having these beautiful connections I wonder if I'll ever get married or have kids like we know as women there is unfortunately an actual biological clock involved in this process and yes there are ways around it. and yes there are people who have kids at 40 and 45 and yes you can freeze eggs and 
all of these things, but if we're going off of what is what we know as humans, it's that women can't have kids past a certain age without science coming into the picture. And I want to have kids. Like that's something that I've dreamed about, that I want for my reality. And as I get older and as I don't find that person, like I, I kid you not, I fucking panic. Like I literally sit here sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen for me? Like I wanna have that connection that I've always dreamed about. So if you have moments, right, like this, if there are moments that I share what I'm going through and you also like feel it, I want you to know I see you, I hear you, like I I, I absolutely get it. And I also want you guys to understand that this isn't the only thing on my mind, right? Like this isn't all I sit here and think about all day. I know I talk about it a lot, but I personally have created this space to share what I'm going through. You guys have been there for me when at one point in time I was talking about how I was so excited to move out of my parents' house and that was what I was focused on because that's what I wanted. That's what I was manifesting. You guys were there when I was manifesting um, certain things, uh, next steps in my relationship when I was in a relationship. You guys were there when I was manifesting leaving a job that was so toxic that I hated, like I literally hated that place. You were there for that. You were there when I was manifesting becoming a full-time entrepreneur. You were there when I did it and you were there there when I went back to a nine to five like you've been there through these moments and through these experiences and you understand that like no this is not all I'm going through in life right now but this is what I'm being tested on right now this is what I'm struggling with right now this is what hurts me and this is what makes me cry sometimes and this is what makes me panic sometimes and this is what makes me feel kind of crappy sometimes because I do want that connection and I literally I remember sitting in the car yesterday and being so upset at God at this higher power I say God but because I was just like I feel like I have been tested so much in the past year and I have like tried my hardest to follow every single uh, to follow every single thing that I have to do like like I picked up I ended a relationship that was good because I knew that I wanted better and I knew that I wanted something else and I knew that I could have something else. I left behind family and friends and the entire like East Coast, like everything that I knew my entire environment to move to a place that I felt absolutely called to and drawn to. I had no logical explanation of how or why or what I was supposed to be doing in Dallas, but I picked up my entire life and moved here. And I just had this conversation of like, why? Why would you, why would you make me do all of that for me to be here and to have so many moments of feeling confused or feeling like, feeling like, like so alone, you know? And I know I'm building community, right? And that's something that when I came back here this year, I was so intentional about and I have been intentional about that about like setting up lunch with like friends like making friends like doing all these things like going to different events like opening myself up to community and I've done that and I just like sometimes I just have the moments of like God why would you put me here why would you have me do all of this because I right now I feel like there are moments where I just don't see why like there are moments where I do see why and I do see growth and I do see all these things but I also have the moments where 
I I'm like sometimes I'm like should I just go back home and then I'm like I don't want to go I don't want to go back to Boston but I struggle I'm just like like why you know what I mean so it's not the only thing you know in my life like I have other things that I am concerned about and other things that I'm working on and like self-development self-love my career finance goals like I have all these other things going on so I don't want you guys to think that like all I do is sit here and freaking think about like my soulmate like it's it's I have other things going on in my head I promise you but at the same time like I said this is the one thing where I feel like I am struggling with because every other thing in my life I feel like I've seen growth and so even when I question and I feel confused, I can say, okay, well, you know what? There's been progress, right? So like, even though I'm here in Dallas and sometimes I'm like, why am I here? I can look and be like, wow, like this is the space I can, you know, financially afford. I've built this home or not, not actually built the home, but you know what I mean? Like I've been able to see how my independence has grown and how there are certain things that I have manifested in this space that were things that I once dreamed of, right? So I can see the progression. I can see it's not linear it's not linear but I can see the progression and so whenever I question my confusion or whenever I have questions and whenever I get confused I can at least feel like okay you know what I may not know what's happening next but I can see that progression and I feel like with my love life that's the one thing where I can't I I I, I struggle like I mean yeah I can see how I've personally grown emotionally and things like that but sometimes it just feels like okay I'm just here like I go on dates I meet great people they're not the people for me I'm not the person for them vice versa like you know what I mean and it just it's just annoying it's tiring no one talks about how emotionally draining dating can be and yes I take breaks but at the same time I also believe that if I am intentional about dating I have to be out there I have to be dating I have to be meeting people I have to be doing my part right while also like waiting on that divine timing so like I said if you're feeling this, if you're lonely too, if you're being tested too, I want you to know that I see you. I absolutely see you. And I want you to know that you're not alone in this. And hopefully I, you know, if you're not going through this particular chapter, maybe you don't listen to the episodes as much anymore because I talk about this a lot because like I said, I'm going through it. But if you are and um, you're kind of just like in this space as well, like I'm sending you the biggest hugs because I am there with you. Okay, I'm there with you. So I want us to get into this episode because I have literally, I didn't think this intro would be this long, but I guess it was just on my heart. Like it was, I I really, I feel like I've been bottling up a lot of this stuff because I just have felt a lot of shame or not wanting to complain to people. So I'm glad that I got to share this with you guys and hopefully it resonates. Hopefully it hits for some of you and um, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into commodification of spirituality i'm gonna get riled up in another way baby okay i'm gonna get rolling mad about some of these things but let's go ahead and get into that like i said all of the sources are going to be linked down below in case you want to read any of the articles or in case you want to dive into some of the research and the numbers that i found everything's linked down below for you my love so let's go ahead and get into it and of course uh please leave a review if you enjoyed this episode if it was for you if it wasn't that is okay um i totally understand not everything is for everybody and maybe you can't be for everybody because one thing about you is you gonna be for the people who is for you and vice versa so let's go ahead and dive into this episode
talk first about new age spirituality and how in many ways it is kind of coming up next to religion. I was going to say replacing, but I don't think it's necessarily replacing religion, but I do think that it's kind of creating a space for people who may not identify as religious. New age spirituality has been described as a blend of different religions and practices where the overall aim is to allow the believer or, you know, the person who is engaging in new age spirituality to curate a bunch of systems or to curate and create a system of truths that feel aligned to them. So you might be taking from Buddhism, you might be taking from Christianity, you might be taking from like all of these different religions and sort of like making a scarecrow version of beliefs that feel aligned to you. And I feel like in many ways I've done that throughout my journey. And so you might be feeling the same way as well if you're you consider yourself to be spiritual. There is no central authority here though right that's kind of one of the things that kind of is different about new age spirituality and religion while some of us may say the universe some of us may say god there isn't necessarily like one size fits all when we're talking about the name that we give to the higher power that we kind of talk about, right? Some people even say like my spirit guides, my ancestors, but you guys have seen me go from saying the universe to saying God, all while acknowledging that the name itself and the title that you give to this higher power assisting you on this journey or higher powers, if you believe in multiple right, or ancestors, higher self guides, whatever, the name is less important than the belief belief in the power itself and the belief in the assistance that the power is giving you. In essence, new age spirituality is basically a melting pot because it's not regulated in the same way that religion might be. And because it's not regulated in the same way, it gives this really interesting opportunity for those who don't feel like they align with strict practices and beliefs that are typically associated with religion. New age spirituality basically is seen as a more free way to practice some sort of belief system and some sort of understanding about higher powers. According to an article titled New Age Commodification and Appropriation of Spirituality, one of the more controversial aspects of New Age concerns is commodification of religion and the freedom to appropriate spiritual ideas and practices from other traditions. The article goes on to say that New Age endorses a spiritualized counterpart of capitalism, one which seeks ever-extended markets, new sources of marketable goods, and extended profits. The profit motive of New Age is fully financial. It represents a modern continuation of Calvinistic principles, which exalt material success as a sign reflection or consequence of one spiritual state of grace that was a lot that was a mouthful that was a really large quote basically what this is saying and what we have seen exemplified in sort of you know online the internet just anyone talking about spirituality is that those who practice spirituality on the internet and specifically i want to even go further to say those who teach spiritual rituals through courses and programs which we're going to get into later i have more detail but they essentially flaunt material goods as proof of their spiritual success. And I also want to say that throughout this entire episode, I'm going to call myself out as well because I have participated in some of these things that I am going to be discussing and kind of breaking down today. And I have absolutely participated in this specific like thing we just talked about. So, you know, sort of showcasing 
what I've manifested, showcasing what I've done, showcasing what I've called in, whether it be and typically is a material good or specific material experience in order to show and in order to kind of like prove that I am worth following, worth listening to, worth purchasing from and worth supporting. My intent with all of this has never been malicious. I've never aimed to make anyone feel less than. I've never aimed to do this as a way of like hurting anyone. I have more so been focused on showing the possibility of what you can manifest. And I think that there are people out there who do it in the same way where they're showing like the possibility of what you can have, the possibility of what you can manifest. But I also realized that even to this day, as like I'm trying to do this in a really good way, do this with like uh, good intentions, like I said, not malicious intentions, I also realized that I am participating in the system of like connecting materialism and spirituality. In many ways, it's kind of like social proof, right? Meets capitalism and meets new age spirituality where new age practitioners, new age spiritual content creators will create moments for their followers to see, you know, if you support me, if you do something that's like what I do, something similar to what I do, you can be successful too. You can have these things too. And my message has definitely changed over time. It's evolved over time throughout the years where I place more emphasis on the fact that what I do works for me what I've done works for me and I'm always changing that too but it also may not work for you like I don't want to ever create a space where people are made to feel that they have to do every single thing the way that I do it in order to be successful because I'm always learning I'm always evolving I'm always changing right and also too success isn't one size fits all it's something where we do have this like one size fits all idea of success that's deeply ingrained in all of us on some level because of essentially capitalism right and capitalist beliefs that prioritize material gain, prioritize uh, the collection of accolades as a measure of our growth, as a measure of like, you know, our worth in the world. But the more that we begin to understand and do away with this old idea of capitalism, the old idea that more stuff, more material goods, more collection, more money means better alignment, the more that we can truly embrace uh, the freedom that spirituality is supposed to give us, right? Spirituality is supposed to help us be released from these boxes uh, be released from like the, you know, for lack of a better word, the shackles of religion, the the strict confines of like needing to do something in a particular way to feel aligned with a higher power, to feel aligned with God, the universe. But I also think that we need to like get rid of this connection of spirituality and capitalism and accumulation of stuff in order to actually get back to spirituality being free and being freedom of beliefs. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, 
and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com 
slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. So according to the Encyclopedia of Sciences and Religion, commodification of religious symbols refer to religious symbols being commodities, objects of consumption readily available in the supermarket of religion, in economic life, and in the media landscape. It is the process of recontextualization of religious symbols, language, and ideas from their original religious context to the media and consumer culture. Again, another mouthful of a quote, but essentially what we're talking about here is the fact that commodification of spirituality and religious symbols can happen on several different levels, where the first one is commercialization of religious symbols, such as prayers, blessings, um, manifestation symbols, and even like charms and goods, right? So this is essentially the process of charging dollars for religious symbols that were never really commercially traded before. We've seen this happen through different things. So like y'all can buy crystals. That's kind of a version of like commodification of spiritual symbols is the process of buying and purchasing crystals which are literally available on earth uh they were once free they're not free now you gotta buy them we've also seen this happen through certain practitioners selling cord cutting or energy services in exchange for money i've personally found myself paying for some of this before i actually paid for a cord cutting service before because of the simple belief that i did not think that i knew enough spiritually or intuitively to energetically cut a cord myself and i needed to seek a professional to do this for me What's wild is that this entire service wasn't even personalized. Like, I actually never met the person. I never spoke with the person. And I was led to believe that the next day I would wake up and sort of know that it happened. And the only proof that I had really was my receipt from PayPal in my inbox. So there's that. But what's interesting is the way that the pandemic has in many ways exaggerated the appropriation of spirituality simply because of the fact that many people have been so isolated during this time and I think a lot of people are looking for a way to connect looking for meaning in our lives and looking for something that gives them sort of a higher power to believe in or hope or anything like that because it's just been like a really tough time with apps like TikTok placing the spotlight on certain content creators who before had pretty much no voice in the world but obviously now you know TikTok you can grow really fast and there have been people who like get on TikTok and they blow up and now they have a really powerful voice on the platform and just in general and now they are creating spiritual content or they have been and they were but maybe now it's like seen by more people but because they're thrust into this spotlight and because a lot of content creators who are discussing spirituality manifestation in like particular and specifically like that's the buzzword now are talking about these spiritual topics I think it's become really trendy and not even I think I know we've seen it like hello it's definitely blowing up especially again the topic of manifestation but because spirituality has no set guidelines and no like rule book no regulation none of that stuff um, despite the fact that there are some people who are trying to create rigid guidelines for spirituality guidelines that are similar to if not the same as that of religion spiritual content shows up in these spaces and it's very very subjective right and this can lead to kind of some very dangerous information being spread and consumed with no guardrails to help people with discernment 
There are people on TikTok that are teaching y'all how to cast spells, how to practice voodoo, how to do all of these different like really powerful energetic practices without actually understanding the history and the deep cultural roots behind it. There are people that are talking about manifestation and encouraging essentially like a victimhood mindset because they are attempting to convince you that if everything in your life is not working, it's because something is wrong with you. Things should be easy, things should flow to you, and then if they don't, it's your fault, which completely dismisses the collective systems that are at play that feed into discrimination and can be barriers of success for many marginalized populations and groups. So this is not to say that the systems that are at play here collectively can't be changed or that you can't be successful simply because these collective systems of discrimination exist, but to push the idea that manifestation and toxic positivity can overthrow collective systems single-handedly is incredibly dangerous. What's also been interesting is observing the rise of online education programs and content that are essentially profiting off of appropriated cultures. So some of the programs that I've seen are pushing watered down appropriated information for the sake of mainstream consumerism. Now again in these programs in these courses in these things and like I said this is just the stuff I've seen so I haven't seen everything but I'm just making these observations observations based off what I've seen, there's often this message of toxic positivity laced in the content, right? I know that I can even like head into toxic positivity myself. I have tried to walk a fine line with my content and it is hard. Like I'm going to just come out and say it is hard because I do believe in the probability and the possibility of like all things happening, right? That you can manifest your dream life. You can have all these things, but I also tried my hardest and I, I hope I'm doing a good job, but I try to make it known that I realize the ways in which someone else might have a harder time creating their dream life because again systems of oppression systems of discrimination that are a collective reality that we actually do need to observe being here as humans and living on this earth in this 3d experience or I don't know some are talking 5d like listen I'm just I'm here on earth as a human and this is what I'm experiencing okay sometimes it literally has nothing to do with how hard you work how many moon rituals you do how much you believe that it is yours but it has to do with timing it has to do with destiny if you believe in destiny a lot of times it has to do with the help that you get from others who are in privileged positions of power what's even more interesting is observing when a lot of this content is being created by white content creators who don't truly understand the culture and the history behind the statements and the content that they're making now I'm well aware that we are all in a melting pot of cultures as humans right so appropriation will always happen on on some level because pretty much everything that we do right is has been taken from somewhere it's been it's been picked up from someone else an idea ideas are collectively shared all that good stuff so there's always some bit of appropriation happening if we want to call it that right still there's something really upsetting and off-putting about seeing a white woman sell spiritual practices online for thousands of dollars while simultaneously watching the people of color whose culture it has historically been get exploited be underpaid and not see an ounce of that profit from their own history being popularized. According to Statista, I always struggle with that word and that website, so hopefully I'm saying that right, but the global e-learning market was sized at approximately 
$101 billion in 2019. And by 2026, it's estimated to reach over $270 billion. And that's USD, you guys. Like literally these numbers are in USD. With online coaches popping up left and right, boasting about 10K months, multiple six-figure businesses, million-dollar revenue numbers, it's obviously evident that this market is growing really fast. And if you are successful in it, you can make a lot of money. But now this also introduces the question of whether or not the people behind these businesses are actually here for your best interest or whether they're actually just like chasing the coveted revenue numbers like the big money that's involved in this market so in the early manifest daily days i worked with an online business coach i think i talked about this before and i found myself like wrapped up in the idea that it would only take five clients to make ten thousand dollars in one month like there was this whole method right and it's so wild if you ever worked with a business coach if you've ever you know dabbled in the coaching industry i think you understand that there's there's a there's an equation there's a method to the madness there's something that is replicated over and over and over by all of these coaches in order to help you hit the coveted 10k month the coveted six-figure year six-figure business like all of these again big numbers that you hear so much that at this point it's just become kind of annoying to hear it like I won't even lie I'm like get, go away <laughs> but I will say the more that I continue down that path like the online coach path the more I found myself feeling really uneasy about it it seemed like every single coach that I encountered online was either teaching you how to be a coach or giving off these like very eerie MLM vibes multi-level marketing vibes if you're unfamiliar look up MLMs because baby the coaching industry to me gives very much MLM it, it gives again you, you know let me say this right now no shade no tea to anyone that's a coach I do believe that there are people out there genuinely interested in helping clients genuinely working with clients to get Give them and help them get results but a lot of what I encountered for every one good coach there was always another coach who gave off very scammy vibes that they're just trying to get the, the money basically okay so I'm just I'm gonna say that <laughs> but there were a lot of different individuals that I encounter online that were teaching concepts that were so rooted in traditional practices that it seemed like very fraudulent for them to be teaching them and then also charging astronomical amounts for this information that was again not even their culture and not even something that they really at least to me an outsider okay to me not something that they really seem to understand this is one of the main reasons that I actually deactivated my old Instagram account and I cut the cords uh for a lot of different relationships for lack of a better word that I had with some individuals online and this is also why I don't follow a lot of people on Instagram that are in my quote-unquote industry I'm consistently trying to figure out how to create authentic how to make content creation my job because if I'm being honest with myself I love creating content and I would love the opportunity to do this full-time to just make you know and I'm not trying to be out here buying a jet or nothing but I mean baby if a jet want to fall my way like I ain't gonna say nothing but I'm trying to create a livelihood out of this but I want to do so without feeling icky about it like I don't want to feel like I'm doing bad things you know what I mean I understand we all have bills to pay like I understand at the end of the day like money is energy it's an exchange of services and goods for a specific amount of coin I get that but to what extent does being a spiritual practitioner or a spiritual coach go from genuine wanting to help people genuine wanting to build people up to bring people up to allow people to create their dreams and dream life when does it go from that to being just a money grab attempt right to me it's never sat right that there are people out here literally encouraging their audience 
audience because I have seen this, you guys. Encouraging their audience to go into debt, to take out loans, to use credit cards, to borrow money, to pay thousands of dollars on a course for manifestation, spirituality, all of these different things while they're out here pushing brand new Teslas, G-Wagons, buying all these big fancy homes. Like that's, that's never sat right to me because I don't think that it is responsible especially if you have a really large voice um and, and by large i mean powerful in terms of like your audience size if you have a voice that is really powerful if people are listening to you if you are an influencer of any kind and we are all influencers in our own way to people in our communities people around us i don't think you should ever be encouraging someone to make those financially in some ways irresponsible decisions for something that you can't promise them and i think a lot of people are out here promising results and you can't promise those results you know what i mean and this is where discernment becomes key because at the same time that we need to hold practitioners coaches whatever to high standards we also need to use our own discernment in terms of who we are purchasing from who we are supporting who we are aligning ourselves with online and obviously in person as well yes there is true energy work right i'm gonna just put that out there like i'm not here dismissing energy work i'm not saying that there aren't people who actually are genuinely doing this work I follow some of these uh, people that I personally feel very, very aligned with that I genuinely believe that they're doing beautiful work and they have courses or they have schools, they have things that I would actually pay for because I believe in them wholeheartedly. And I do think that this work, like, again, we need money. So it is ethical to compensate practitioners for the work that they do because spiritual work is often very, very draining, right? It's something where it takes a lot out of you to be practicing spiritual work and to do, to be helping people spiritually especially as we are helping others to ascend to return to their higher selves all that good stuff but I also think that this industry needs to be in some ways like maybe restructured right or we need to like weed out the people who aren't genuine we need to weed out the people who aren't truly skilled we need to weed out the people who honestly just know how to sell well and can sell you freaking snake oil okay we need to get rid of that because I don't think that makes the actual genuine practitioners look good it just puts everyone in this bucket of well let's just not even believe anyone because there are some bad apples in the bunch besides individuals and small businesses that are profiting from the growing trend in the consumerism around spirituality we're also seeing large corporations dipping their toes into the pond as well because why would they not my friends like they trying to get their money too apparently okay corporations have historically tried to keep up with popular and mainstream trends to relate to their target audiences to boost revenue to push products to push services that are in line with what is currently trending and like I said with the TikTok content with the content that's just all over the internet really focusing on things like astrology manifestation or even symbols like the evil eye symbol brands recognize that there is an importance being able to mix these trends in with their products and their messaging to stay up to date to stay relevant to tap into what is going on stores like forever 21 fashion nova even Shein have adapted to carry t-shirts with astrological symbols manifestation quotes pulled from content creators online probably no doubt of course even jewelry that's marketed as something to ward off the evil energies and keep you energetically safe but it makes me wonder to what extent are items that are created from underpaid and exploited workers actually able to protect one energetically when they are literally built off of suffering and profit-driven mindset and goals of capitalism it's kind of that question of like are brands actually higher
hiring people whose history and culture are being appropriated that they're using for profits that they're using for money that they are exploiting or are they simply just tapping into what's trending for the sake of profiting without actually attempting to understand the culture the history the actual energetics at play behind the content being appropriated and really it's giving the latter and at the end of the day i understand again money is important profits are important especially for these businesses to keep things going but there's something so disingenuous about brands aligning themselves with every single thing that is trending versus standing in their truth like it's giving easily swayed it's giving fraudulent it's giving maybe no ma'am <laughs> like I don't, I don't I don't want it I don't want it I would much rather see and I would absolutely much more respect a brand that doesn't do what every other brand or every other person on the internet is doing simply because it's trendy like I want to see brands creating products and services that are properly aligned to their target and ideal customers and yes there are brands out there that do that and yes I love those brands and I think when they do that like you create such a stronger community with your customers and your clients because they, again you're not just like saying what everyone else is saying you're not putting yes and yes ma'am queen on every instagram post because it gives weird when certain brands do it because it's like you know it's like who's who's typing this like who is typing this it's weird with the rise of social media i definitely think we're going to continue to see more content about spirituality there has been such an increase in understanding the power and the importance of things like self-love self-care nurturing your spiritual energy all of that and i don't think this content is going anywhere unfortunately i do think that creates room and space for individuals and corporations to profit and benefit from surface level understanding and interpretation of very historical practices now i don't think there's a need to gatekeep this information but i do hope that corporations uh, especially the bigger corporations start to actually like hire and seek help from the people whose knowledge it is like basically hiring experts hiring the spiritual practitioners to come in and consult right so that way you are compensating these people for their knowledge for their work without just taking and and from the internet and like putting together random things i also will say that um on this podcast obviously i talk about a lot of different spiritual topics and i am not a you know i'm not buddhist or i'm not like i don't know these things because i that is my culture and that is my religion or, or that's what i grew up with but i always like to preface episodes with that information i always like to again like in this like i'm listing sources like i like to let you guys know like i'm learning this is what i'm interested in this is what i want to understand and i think again that's kind of why i have in many ways like shied away from making certain types of courses and content because i don't feel good about the idea of profiting from something that I am not an expert in. I can, I have a mini course on goal setting. I, one thing about me, I'm gonna set my goals, baby, and I'm gonna achieve my goals. And I feel good selling that because the mini course that I have available, Goal Getter Manifestation, I think it's like $77 right now or something like that. Like that feels to me affordable. It feels good. It feels like I share information in there that is helpful. I share workbooks in there that is helpful for those of you who don't know how to set goals. I have a Manifesto Dream Life workbook. I think it's like $30. $33. I have a um a planner that I think is like $44. But like all these things, I've created them in mind with the goal of them being affordable because I do think that if my goal is to help you guys manifest your dream life along with me on my journey, like why would I want to create products that are so out of reach for the normal 
normal average like average everyday person like you know like why would i be like this thing is five thousand dollars for you to get for me that feels disingenuous to my personal overall goal for my brand for my business for manifest daily and for you guys i want to make things accessible that's why there's so much free content that's why on this podcast i produce this podcast i take time to create this podcast i literally spend hours researching like this episode took me like three hours i think to research and then like another hour or two to edit the outline it takes time to do this but i do it because i want to provide the information because that is my goal like i want to show you some of the things that feel weird in the industry or i want to show you how to manifest your dream life i want to do that and yeah we have sponsors on the show because baby guess what i got bills too okay i got bills too and like i said i'm trying to make this my full-time job and the way that i can do it let me tell you something i'm gonna work with them sponsors i'm gonna work with sponsors that i like i'm gonna work with sponsors that have content and businesses and products that i like expose y'all to them and we often eat we often eat and we often win okay so that that's just how i feel about that so that being said i do think spirituality and like growing spiritually involves learning right it involves exploring learning discovering new practices discovering new understandings that may resonate with you especially when we're talking about the definition that we had earlier where spirituality is a mix of different things it is this melting pot like you're allowed to tap into things to learn to do all that stuff like i said i think my my issue sometimes just gets into the money that's involved and the way that some of the money being exchanged does not feel genuine does not feel like there's an authentic care for the customer for the consumer but it's more so a money grab for something that is currently trendy and when and when spirituality is no longer trendy no longer popping we gonna see so many people move on to the next thing whatever that may be (laughs) whatever that is you know so Wherever you are in your journey, though, my hope is that you feel empowered to learn, you feel empowered to grow, you feel empowered to explore, and you don't feel cheated by an individual or a company that's profited off of your desire to return to your high self. I hope that the resources that I share on my website, the resources that I provide, uh, the Instagram posts, the TikToks, the YouTubes, the, the podcasts, I hope all of this stuff helps you to feel empowered and helps you to learn. Like, that is my goal. My hope is to never have anyone feel exploited because my intent is again not to exploit but to share to share for the sake of documenting my journey and to also help you pick up and take from whatever resonates with you based on like what I'm going through currently or what I have been through or what I'm going to go through so that is that my loves I want to thank you for being here for listening to this episode I appreciate you so 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 much and if you've made it to the end I hope you enjoyed this one I had so much fun researching this one um less numbers in this one because a lot of the you know research has come from my personal observation on the internet and also my understanding of just things (laughs) so i hope you enjoyed this one i hope it was helpful and i hope that it's given you a different perspective on spirituality like i said use your discernment my loves i'm not here saying that nothing is real in terms of these energy practitioners coaches um people who are selling you things i have paid for services i will pay for more services and i think i will always pay for services that i personally feel like in my journey i need help with because there are certain things that i 
as I've grown on my journey, have gotten to the point where I trust my inner knowing. I trust my intuition so much that I don't necessarily need someone to come in and help me receive the message. But I also realize that there are times when I do and there are times when I have and there are times where I will. What I'm saying here, again, probably the fifth time I'm going to say it in this episode, use your discernment. It is key. Use your gut. If something feels off, if someone is telling you you know, you don't have money for this. Let me go put it on the credit card. Go take out a loan. Go borrow some money. Like, I don't know, but that don't, that don't sound right to me, though. <laughs> that, but that's just me personally because I, I would never, like, if I had a thing I was selling and someone was like, hey, like, and again, my stuff is, like, pretty affordable. So I don't, I don't have never gotten that feedback, but I would not be out here pushing Pete. <laughs> Tell somebody go put it on the credit card, girl. No. But anyways, let me stop talking because that's tea. But I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. I really hope you liked it. Um, come find me on Instagram. Let me know. Okay. And I will chat with y'all in the very next one. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And we'll talk soon, my loves. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.